The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, 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 and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. The NBA Draft 2021 has just ended. I had to officially record this pod today. This draft was incredible. Uh, Trades everywhere, surprises everywhere. Uh, Anything you can ask for was in this draft, and it was incredible. I mean, hopefully you all watched it, but if you did not, I'm going to give you a breakdown of each pick for the first round and give you some of my grades, give me some of my feelings on some of the picks. Um, it, it was an incredible night. Uh, if you check out hoopball.com, hoop-ball.com, hoopball tweets, uh, my Twitter at William is Bill. Hoopball, we did a live draft show. It was incredible. Uh, go go to my Twitter, check it out if you have time, uh, but or you could just take my word for it. It was an incredible show. But I'm gonna give you my thoughts on this draft. Uh, starting at number one with the Detroit Pistons. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Uh, with the number one pick in the draft, the Detroit Pistons selected Cade Cunningham. Uh, the obvious choice. Uh, they have been offered so many different packages for him. And they decided to stick with what they had. They stuck with Cade Cunningham. And I think that was the right choice. Uh, it's very tempting uh, if they were offered Shea Gildress Alexander to take that pick but and and other draft picks and capital but I think it's the right decision for them to keep Kate Cunningham and go with that he averaged 20 points per game six boards all around stats 84% free throw shooter every accolade you could ask for great playmaker for himself and others seven foot wingspan there's nothing you can knock about his game he has everything that you would ask for in the prospect. I mean, even great at the three-point shot. So what What more could you ask for? Uh, he has a pull-up jumper and step-back three. I compare him with Jason Tatum. On the draft coverage, they were comparing him to Luka Doncic. That is a bit extreme, and it's really not fair to Cade because that's, that's, I don't see him reaching that potential. I get what they're saying as far as he can be a point guard. He was a point guard in college, and... Played multiple positions, but in the NBA, I see him being more of a secondary ball handler. So we will see how that goes. With the second pick in the draft, the Houston Rockets selected Jalen Green, the all-star caliber shooting guard. Uh, He played with the G League Ignite team, averaged 18 points per game, shot over 36% from three. Uh, Very athletic, quick first step. Incredible potential for a shooting guard to shoot the three-pointer, shoot the jump shot. You know, he, he personally said if he went to college, he would have been the number one player in this draft. Going to the G League, didn't really get to display all his talents, didn't have all the eyes on him that he expected to be on him. But still, it didn't hurt him too bad because he only fell to number two. He didn't end up going three or four. With the third pick in the draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers stood pat. Ended up getting possibly, arguably, the best player in the draft. Uh, we will see. Uh, I think Kate is still best, but Evan Mobley was a close comparison for a second, like a 1B to a lot of people. 
Uh, I think one through three really are all the same type of potential. So you can't go wrong with the picks one through three. Uh, so to, the Cavaliers selected Evan Mobley, the seven-footer from USC. Averaged almost a double-double, 16 and 9 per game. But the key thing is he had those three blocks per game. Now, he's still really tall, obviously, but he's raw and unorthodox. Uh, but they're looking at his potential and what he can be. And in my opinion, I do see Chris Bosh. So they're going to hope that he can continue to develop and turn into a 2010 guy. Uh, he's very aggressive at the rim, slams everything. But also, uh, if he keeps working on his shot, he has a pretty good touch. He just has to perfect that shot. Uh, but he runs the floor very well. Uh, just needs to bring it in closer until he's more comfortable with his shot. Because he doesn't really need to be shooting threes right now. Uh, even though he was uh, decent from three. But he needs to just bring it in. Keep developing his game in the paint. Uh, but, yeah. Great, great risk, great potential. We will see what the Cavs do with Jared Allen. But for right now, great pick with Evan Mobley. For the fourth pick in the draft, the Toronto Raptors selected Scotty Barnes. You heard that right. This is not a typo. I did not misspeak. <laughs> not Jalen Suggs. They drafted Scotty Barnes. And you know what? I'm okay with it. I think it's a great pick. Scotty Barnes, in my opinion, has the highest potential of any player in this draft. Uh, I have said it before on tape. He reminds me of Giannis coming out. No one expected Giannis to turn into Giannis. And Scotty Barnes has some of those same tools. The rawness on offensive is there. He has the huge wingspan. Has the great defensive ability. If he just has to develop more on the offensive side. And he could be great. For the Raptors. You know there's been talks that they would trade Siakam. Who knows? Uh, there was no trade at for today. So we will see what happens in the future. But, you know, you have to remember that you do have Fred Van Fleet. He, he shared the point guard positions with Lowry. So he kind of was a two, kind of like a combo guard. But he can easily play that point guard position. So they did not necessarily have to take Suggs. They took a big swing, went with Scotty Barnes. And I think it will pay off in the long run. And what better team for Scotty Barnes to go to than the Toronto Raptors? They are tremendous at developing talent. Great pick. With the number five pick, it was interesting to see if the Magic were going to go with Jalen Suggs or not because they have so many point guards on their roster. But they did it. They went with Jalen Suggs, the 6'4 guard from Gonzaga. Averaged 14 points per game, 34% from three. Uh, incredible point guard. I think he easily could have been anywhere from two to five in this draft because I see that great potential in him. I could see possibly Damian Lillard or Brandon Roy in his game. I've said it over and over. Uh, his athleticism is crazy. In high school, he won Mr. Football and Mr. Basketball in the same year. So if 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 anything on his tape didn't show you that he's great, I'm telling you that right there. But watching his tape, he pops on screen. You definitely see a star he definitely will translate to the league. It's going to be interesting to see what the Magic do with their roster in the future. With the number six pick, to, to me, this is where the draft really started. OKC, you would obviously think, okay, you're going with Kamingo or Book Knight, right? No. OKC shocked everyone that I could think of and went with Josh Giddy, the 6'8 point guard from Australia. In my opinion... It was a bad pick, but, you know, they 
because Josh Giddy is raw. He averaged 11 points, 7 boards, 7 assists per game in Australia. He has a nice handle, nice floater, very creative, flashy passer. He will drive it to the basket and even dunk on you. He controls the flow of the game very well. He's just not a scorer. Uh, but in this league, you kind of need to be a scorer and a shooter, and he's not that. He could be too slow, so you have to worry about that. You have to worry about, did he look good in Australia because of his competition or because how talented he is? So in my opinion, he could be a star or a bust, um, but there's a lot to see. OKC is a great place to develop, but with no offensive game, I see Ricky Rubio, a taller Ricky Rubio, which is a good, solid player, but he's not a number six pick in the draft. He's not going to change a franchise. Ricky Rubio got traded today uh, to, to the Cavaliers. He's getting passed from team to team. So we shall see if Giddy is a franchise player for OKC. OKC also drafted very talented point guards later in this draft, so they're just piling talent. So, I mean, their team is kind of a crapshoot right now, but we will see what happens with the Thunder. With the seventh pick in the draft, this guy fell to the Warriors. Uh, no one expected this to happen, that I feel. And I feel he was too talented to pass up on Jonathan Kaminga to the Warriors. The 6'6 guard from the G League Ignite. Averaged 16-7 per game. He only, his, his shooting was bad. That's his negative. But everything else, he is the prototype. He has the height, the wingspan, the good weight on him. Uh, he even scored in the G League. So you can see his scoring was bad. He averaged 16 points per game in his first year with the G League. He's an 18-year-old playing with grown men. He will be fine. He will hopefully develop with the Warriors. Hopefully they don't hurt his development and try to rush him too much. But, I mean, if everything works out, he could be Kawhi Leonard. So great, great, great pick for the Warriors. Another huge surprise for me, the Orlando Magic selected with their second pick, Franz Wagner, the 6'9 big man from Michigan. He averaged 12 points per game, six boards per game, one steal and one block. He was a player that he could possibly play the 3, 4, or the 5. He scores great in the paint, good hustle player, gives great effort, shot 34% from 3. Should be a good system player, role player in my opinion. That's not someone you take at number 8 when it was so much talent on the board. A lot of teams were super high on Franz Wagner. I don't see it. I, I My latest mock, I had him mock 23rd. Like He would be a good backup option for uh, Houston at 23. Uh, at the earliest, probably 17. I had him mocked there a couple of times before Memphis traded down. But huge risk for me. I think is a safe player when you had other players on the board with a high ceiling. I, I do think they will regret that pick. <laughs> With the ninth pick in the draft, the Sacramento Kings surprised everybody as well, selecting Davion Mitchell, uh, the 6'2 guard from Baylor. Uh, incredible player. He was a hustle player, very good defender, great handle, great passer, great crossover, defensive player of the year. I mean, finishes great under the rim, shot 44% from three last season. Everything you hear from that is incredible player, incredible pick. Yes, but... Why, why, why the Sacramento Kings? We are not sure about that. Do they plan on trading uh, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton? I mean, I don't think you can play all these three guys together. Davion Mitchell is a supreme talent. I don't have a problem with him going nine. I have a problem with him going to the Kings. 
He's really excited about it. He's been tweeting about it. So he's excited to work with the other two guards. We will see if they keep that three-guard rotation. But I don't think that was the best landing spot for him. Um, for the 10th pick, another surprise. <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans got this pick because of a trade they made earlier. <clears throat> and they traded it to the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies moved up with the 10th pick and selected Zaire Williams. The 6'8", originally, but at the combine, he matched that 6'10", Ford from Stanford. Only averaged 11 points per game and only shot 29% from three. But everything about else about his game is great. He has a really good handle, mostly a mid-range jumper. He has great size, loves to step back J. He's unselfish, really good defender. Can bring the ball up the court, can start fast breaks. I mean, he's a good free throw shooter, so that translates well. Uh, he's definitely not a finished product, but he's a player who has scary potential and easily could be the steal of the draft. I think Memphis hit a home run with this, and it's worth the risk. For the 11th pick in the draft, these Charlotte Hornets were on the clock. Charlotte, one of the teams that killed it in this draft. Incredible draft. Um, but with their first pick, you're going to say he drafted a center, right? No, they did not. They drafted James Booknight. Earlier in the day, they made a trade. They traded for Mason Plumlee from Detroit. And they also got the 37th pick in that trade because uh, Detroit wanted to shed salary. So I guess the Charlotte Hornets feel, okay, Mason Plumlee can get them through the season you know, and be decent, but you cannot pass on a guy as talented as James Booknight because everyone thought a couple, like today and yesterday, the day before, he was going six to the Thunder. So for him to fall down to 11, that doesn't seem that far. That's a tremendous drop. And to a point where if you have someone else on your board because of position, you just have to throw that out of the window and take the best guy on the board. And James Booknight was that. It's either James Booknight, James Booknight or Moses Moody. And they went with Booknight. I love the pick. The 6'5 guard from UConn. Tremendous scorer. Great shooter. I think if he reaches his potential, he can be Devin Booker-like. So that is incredible. We'll have to see how the fit works with Rozier. But Rozier could possibly be on his way out of Charlotte now because they have a younger, cheaper prospect and they can get a good return for Rozier. So I love, love, love the pick for the Hornets. With the 12th pick in the draft, the Spurs are on the clock. Alperin Sengun is available. Kai Jones is available. Moses Moody is available. So who did they pick? They selected Josh Primo. Josh Primo. Yes, that's what I said, Josh Primo. The 6'6 guard out of Alabama. Just about everyone had him mocked in the second round, or at least late first. For him to go with the 12th pick in the draft is incredible. <laughs> there are good things about him, but in no way, in my opinion, should he have gone this high. He's a 6'6 guard out of Alabama, averaged 8 points per game. I did not misspeak there. 8 points per game. Three assists per game. That's it. Everyone loves that he's 18 years old. But really? I I mean, come on. Come on. It's a lot of young guys in this draft. Um, he's a really great shooter. Uh, he's a spot-up shooter. Made a ton of spot-up threes, which is much needed in today's game. Shot 38% from three, which is really good. But as far as him going this high in the first round, it seems like a reach to me. He seem, he reminds me of Nick Young. When you watch Swaggy P, yes, Nick Young. When you watch him on tape, 
that's who you see. His shot even looks like him. And that's what he does. Spot up three-point shooter. I'm guessing the Spurs are thinking they can develop him into other things. To have more of a complete all-around game. But, it, I mean, this is probably the most shocking pick in the draft, in my opinion. Uh, for the 13th pick in the draft, the Indiana the Indiana Pacers selected Chris Duarte. The 6'6 guard from Oregon, averaged 17 points per game, won the Jerry West Award. First team all-pack 12, offense and defense. Shot 42% from three, has a beautiful shot. In my opinion, the Spurs should have just took him. I mean, yes, he's six years older. That's ridiculous. He's six years older, <clears throat> but he's an incredibly much better player. Uh, I mean, he can do everything on offense, and he's good at defense. There's no flaws in this game. He's just that he's 24 years old. So you could be end up getting a guy that's Clay Thompson-like, Chris Middleton-like, with a little Dylan Brooks mixed in there. Or you can choose someone that's Nick Young. It's his potential. <laughs> So don't let the age, don't overthink this thing. 24 stud, 18-year-old prospect with that needs to develop a ton. Like he may not be developed until he's 24. If that's Josh Primo I'm talking about. Chris Duarte is ready right now. So great pick for the Pacers. I'm pretty sure the Warriors were going to look into taking him with their second pick at 14. But the Pacers stole him. And with that being said, a guy has failed to the Warriors once again. The Warriors are the luckiest team when it comes to acquiring talent. They selected Moses Moody, the 6'6 guard from Arkansas. Averaged 17 points per game, 6 boards per game. He rebounds the ball very well. He's a good defensive player. Most of his highlights are threes. He's a good spot-up shooter. He's a slow, old, methodical, old-school methodical player. Shot 36% from three. Huge wingspan. Kind of like a Rudy Gay, a young Rudy Gay. I think he could have that type of career. Um, but he's one of the safest players in the draft. His, if you want to say there's a weakness, he doesn't really create his own shot. But with the Warriors, he's going to be in prime position to fill a great role. So if you remember, the Warriors also have the seventh pick. So they have Jonathan Kaminga, kind of a raw offensive player that could develop into a star. And then you have Moses Moody, the safe pick who's going to come right in and be pretty much ready to go with not many weaknesses, just needs experience. So with the 15th pick in the draft, the Washington Wizards on the clock, they selected Corey Kispert. Very interesting pick for me as well. They have a lot of guys that fit this role. They have Davis Bertans, great three-point shooter. In his history, he has been one. He's supposed to be one. Uh, last year wasn't that great, but you know he's a, that's his role. You have Danny Advia at that position, small forward. Rui Hachimura is kind of in that similar range. He plays the three or the four. So drafting Corey Kispert is very interesting to me. And, you know, other news of note is that the Wizards traded Russell Westbrook right before the draft to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and the 22nd pick. So it was a ton of point guards on the board. The Wizards opted to not take any of them. And go with Corey Kispert. Very weird pick in my opinion. Not because of Corey's talent, but because of the fit. That was a <coughs> running theme throughout this draft. With the 16th pick in the draft, the OKC Thunder selected Alperin Sengun. The big man from Turkey. Averaged 19-9 and 9 in the Turkish League and almost two blocks per game. Super skilled big man. 
I feel that he can beat DeMontis Sabonis. Like, he definitely fell in this draft. I had him mocked at 7. He fell to 16. Most people had him mocked no later than 11 or 12. Like I said, 16. So this is a great pick that the Thunder had, but the Rockets traded up to get it. The Rockets, did they trade 23 and 24? No, they did not. They traded next year to, like, I believe it was one or two picks, first-round picks for next year. So the Rockets still ended up with their three picks plus this bonus pick and ended up getting a guy that's a top 10 talent. Incredible. And, I mean, they could have used the center. They got a center. So great pick for the Rockets. Up next is the 17th pick. It was the Grizzlies pick. But like we mentioned earlier with the trade with the Pelicans, they selected Trey Murphy. I believe they would have loved to have Corey Kispert here. This is who I had mocked to them. They need the shooting. And Trey Murphy is the next best shooter on the clock. And he is a 6'8", small forward from Virginia. Shot 43% from three. He only scored 11 points per game, but he shot 43% from three. When you look at his highlights, he has highlight real dunks. So he's not just a shooter. He has prototypical size. He's a versatile swing man. Efficient scorer. Really good defender. So he can be a 3 and D guy. So, I mean, he has good athleticism. I think that's a really good pick. For the Grizzlies. Up next, the 18th pick. The Warriors decided to go ahead and go with their pick. They selected Trey Mann. The 6'4 guard from Florida. Average 16 points per game. 5 boards. 3.5 assists. Very skilled scorer. Has a good floater. Nice handle. Shoots 40% from 3. He could be a combo guard. Very smart, instinctive player. I see him being possibly DeJounte Murray-like in the future. He kind of plays like him. Very smooth player. And he never looks rushed out there. So he, he controls the flow of the game very well. Good shooter. If you want to say a negative, he over dribbles at times. And it's not that great on defense. But that's going to be an interesting fit for this is OKC with this pick at 18. So they drafted Giddy. They have Shea. They have Trey Mann. They have Tao Maladon. I mean, it's a lot of guards there. We'll see what happens with that. <clears throat> Four. The 19th, 19th pick in the draft, the Knicks had the pick, but the Hornets traded up to get that pick. And the Hornets traded uh, for future first-round picks to move up. They didn't trade any player now or anything, just future first-round picks. And they selected the guy that I had mocked to them going at 11, Kai Jones. Incredible pick. The 6'10 big man from Texas, averaging only 9 points per game, <clears throat> one steal and one block. But he's still a great shot blocker. Very instinctive on the court, offensively and defensively. He even shoots threes. Even some step-back threes. Super athletic, fast center that can dribble the ball. And, I mean, that's that's odd for a big man. That's rare. He has a quick first step. Shot 38% from three, even though it was limited uh, attempts. But, I mean, <clears throat> he plays great defense, even in the perimeter. It was a point where Kay Cunningham was trying to go by him at the three-point line, Kai Jones stole the ball from Kate Cunningham and went the other way down the court. That's not what centers do. I can't compare him to any center in the world. <laughs> he is a one-of-one. One. He's still raw, but if he continues to develop, him with LaMelo Ball and <laughs> Miles Bridges, I mean, this this Charlotte Hornets team, James Booknight, it's going to be super exciting to watch. I'll go ahead and give you a spoiler alert. That pick they got earlier in the Mason Pumley trade was 37. They just selected 
JT Thor with that pick. So all those fun, intriguing guys, in addition to JT Thor, who was a first-round pick, in my opinion, at 37, Charlotte Hornets had one of the best drafts in the league. Up next, we have the Hawks. The Hawks, with the 20th pick, they selected Jalen Johnson from Duke. You're like, what? We're on 20, and he's just now getting selected? That's right. He fell to 20. The small forward slash power forwards averaged only 11 points per game, one steal and one block. Uh, you know, there was controversy about him because of how he left Duke. But I, from what I've heard, it was because of anxiety issues, not off-the-court trouble issues or anything like that. So you can't really hold that against him, in my opinion. <clears throat> Some teams may have still not gotten the answer they wanted to hear, and that might have been why he fell to 20. I had him mocked at 12. So it's still a great fit and a great win for the Hawks for him to fall there. He should have a great role for them. Shot 44% from three, good size, always seems to be in the right spot at the right time. He reminds me of Brandon Clark a little. A great pick at 20. <clears throat> Up next, we have the Knicks on the clock. But they traded the pick again. They traded this, play, this pick to the Clippers to move down five spots, four spots to number 25. So with the Clippers on the clock, they, took, they swung high for upside. I think they should have went for a point guard here because it was a lot of point guard talent on the available. <clears throat> but they went with upside Keon Johnson, the shooting guard from Tennessee. Super raw player, one of the most raw players in the league uh, in the draft. Only shot 27% from three. He has the perfect size for a guard in the league. But that shot, he's got to work on it. His shot is a little slow. He plays a little unorthodox. He's not smooth at all. And just watching this tape, you would think he only started playing basketball a few years ago. He's great at defense, but other than that, he's pretty much average at everything. So I think this could be a pick to where if the Clippers are worried Kawhi might leave. He obviously is not playing this year. They could have someone that they could groom to uh, make that loss of Kawhi not hurt so bad. Because <clears throat> a lot of people did have Keon Johnson mocked in the top 10 at some points. For the 22nd pick in the draft, this was a pick that the Lakers had, but they traded in the Russell Westbrook package <clears throat> to the but to the Wizards. But then the Wizards traded to the Pacers, so the Pacers selected Isaiah Jackson. Very weird pick, in my opinion. <clears throat> Let me say that because they still have Miles Turner. Uh. There must be some type of trade that's going to happen because there's no reason for them to draft Isaiah Jackson having Miles Turner on the team. So, <clears throat> Isaiah Jackson is a 6'11 center from Kentucky. Only averaged 8 points per game and 6 block, six rebounds. But he averaged almost 3 blocks per game. He's only 18 years old. Great prospect with the potential in that area. You can say he's Mitchell Robinson-like. <clears throat> but he's pretty much a great shot blocker and a dunker. And that's pretty much all he does. Uh, at the free throw line, he's pretty good at 70%, which is a good, shine that he, a good sign that he can develop in the future with a good shot. But right now, he doesn't have that. There's a place for him in the league, but not as a full-time starter, in my opinion. So that's kind of interesting for the Pacers to go that route at 22. 
For the 23rd pick in the draft, the Rockets selected Usman Garuba, 6'8", big man from Spain. <clears throat> He's the ultimate defensive player. Um, <coughs> uh, <laughs> But on this team, I think he's going to be a backup. So it was interesting to me that they kept this pick and decided to take a backup big man that can play defense. Has no offensive game at all. Only ever six points uh, and nine boards overseas in Spain. So those numbers obviously will just be less over here in America. And it's a very interesting pick. It's a good depth pick for the team. But I think that's someone you could assign a free agency for cheap. So that was interesting. With the 24th pick, the Rockets selected Josh Christopher, the 6'5 guard from Arizona State. Very skilled scorer, very fluid player, has a great shot, great handle. Very shifty, has a nice floater, <clears throat> if I didn't say that already. <laughs> but he's just a good basketball player all around. I think he'll fit well on any team, so he should be fine in this area. He has a 6'9 wingspan, I'm sure they love that. And he played very well at the Combine, so... <clears throat> Good solid pick for Houston, but I do think Garuba and Christopher will probably both be backups for this team. So it was interesting that they used these two picks on backups. I would have probably wanted to trade out and get a pick next year or something like that. <clears throat> next pick in the draft, the Clippers were on the clock, but they traded up earlier. So now this is the Knicks pick at 25, and the Knicks selected Quentin Grimes from Houston. Grimes averaged 18.6 boards per game. He's a great shooter, very natural player, can do it all, has a step back J, can handle the ball, create his own shot. <clears throat> in my opinion, I had him as possibly a first round lock, and he ended up going in 25 at the first round. Um, but he has a great hesitation, great fadeaway. He killed it in the combine, even had 27 points in one game. And so, New York has a great prospect here. There were a lot of great point guards still on the board that I figured they would go that route. So it was a little surprising they didn't. But they need did need that shooting guard position more than anything, probably. Because they'll just have to go with Emmanuel quickly at this point for them to not go with that point guard route. And it seemed like they were going to try to upgrade from quickly. But Quentin Grimes should be a good fit. He can come right in and start. Uh, it'll be quickly, unless Derrick Rose is back quickly. Uh, Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Pretty good lineup. For the 26th pick in the draft, the Denver Nuggets selected Bones Highland. Nation Bones Highland, a 6'3 guard from VCU. Average almost 20 points per game. Speaking of Emmanuel Quickly, he could be the Emmanuel Quickly of this draft. He reminds me of him also. He's a great shooter. 40% from three. <clears throat> Can shoot it from super long range too. Not really a passer at all, but he never really needed to be at VCU. So he's just instant offense for a team. And he's that's a team, the Nuggets, that I feel needed three-point shooting. And they got it with Bones Highland. Perfect fit. Up next, the Nets were on the clock. The Nets selected Cameron Thomas, the S63 guard from LSU. Very skilled scorer. <clears throat> Average 23 points per game. Not much else in other stats. <clears throat> Low rebounds, low assists. He did have one steal per game. Shot 32% from three. Made the all-SEC team. He's a super confident, scrappy point guard. But he takes a lot of contested shots. That's not great. Some of them go in, yes. But that you'd rather get another, a better shot. Or like I said, his assists were low. Pass that to the open man. So, But when you watch his offensive game, he's kind of similar to Kyle Lowry. But like say Kyle Lowry was super selfish. <laughs> you know? 
that's my comparison for Cam Thomas. So I think it's a good pick uh, for the Nets because he will back up Kyrie. Kyrie will miss a lot of time, more than likely like he's been doing the last two or three years. So when he's out, or if he takes leaves of absences, Cameron Thomas will be there to help pick up that scoring punch because last year they did not have someone that could do that. And I think he's a great fit, uh, you know, great safety net for the Nets. <laughs> no pun intended. The 76ers are next on the clock with the 28th pick. They drafted Jaden Springer, the 6'4 guard from Tennessee. He only averaged 12 points per game, but he shots 43% from three. His shot is very slow and ugly to me. So they may try to change his form in the league. I don't know, to get it off. Because normally you have to have a quick release in this uh, in this day and age to survive in today's game. So we will see. But he likes to post up. But uh, he's but he's they I, I feel he t- they made this pick because of defensive purposes, um, but he's a good hustle player. But he's kind of an average player in my position. More than likely, will be a backup in my opinion. And but you know, we we shall see. I think there were other good players on the board that the Sixers could have selected. Uh, you know, Jared Butler was on the board. Sharif Cooper was on the board. Both of these guys fell to the second round. Because what are you going to do with Ben Simmons? We don't know. But apparently they have some type of a plan. With the 29th pick in the draft, the Suns were on the clock. But they traded this pick to the Nets in a move earlier for Matisse Thibel. Uh, so the Suns got Matisse Thibel. Uh, and the pick was for the Nets. They did end up getting their big man with Dayron Sharp. Because I had them mocked to get Isaiah Jackson at 27. He was already off the board. The next best big man, in my opinion, was Charles Bassey. He didn't go till really late in the second round. They decided to go with De'Ron Sharp, the center from UNC. His stats in college were very pedestrian. Seven points, one block, uh, one assist, one, one rebound. That's terrible. <laughs> so, But in college, he was a, more of a traditional big man. And I felt like he was more a solid backup in this league. He should have been a second-round pick based on his college performance. But since his year at UNC, he's transformed his body, lost weight, bulked up, uh, has developed a better shot. He's been shooting the lights out at workouts. And, he, and, you know, they think he can become an elite rebounder with potential for more growth. So it's a good shot in the dark for the Nets, who were bringing in centers left and right last year to try to find someone that could stick and I think De'Ron Sharp could be a good potential, you know, swing for defenses for them. With the 30th pick in the draft, the Jazz had this pick, but they ended up trading it to the Grizzlies. And I think it was for a later pick. Uh, but they drafted Santi Aldama. Uh, Santi Aldama, the 6'11 big man from Loyola. He averaged 21 points, 10 boards per game. That's what you're looking for. You, like I, We just mentioned Dayron Sharp. He averaged 7 points, 1 board. That's not a first-rounder. Santi Aldama averaged 21 and 10. That's what you're looking for in a first-rounder. A lot of people are saying this was too high, but um, they clearly see the potential in this guy. Uh, the Grizzlies, you know, they traded Jonas Valanciunas. They have Steven Adams, and now they're going to have Santi Aldama to back him up. Who knows what's happening with Jaron Jackson Jr., but I think Santi Aldama... Probably won't be ready this year, but maybe next year and in the future, he'll take over the Steven Adams role. And it could be a starter for this team and take over that Jonas Valanciunas role. Um, 
But yeah, 6'11", big man. He shot 37% from three. This is a 6'11 player. That's incredible. Uh, if you want to compare him to someone, you could say he's like a young, athletic Brook Lopez. Uh, the only issue really, you really can say against him is his level of competition. Was that what Did he look so great because he was at Loyola and he should have been at a bigger school? Or at least he's just that great. Uh, but he can play the three, the four, or the five. He can get his own shot and shoot the turnaround Jay. Very great offensive game. Uh, worth the risk for the Grizzlies. I think the Suns, with the way the talent were playing or falling in this draft, it was weird to me that they didn't make a selection. Uh, and it was weird to me that the Bucks, who had the next pick at 31, traded their pick also. So, And a lot of these picks were traded before the draft even started. So I think they should have waited to see who was actually going to be there because there were still a lot of talent left on the board. Like Jason Preston, Isaiah Todd, Jared Butler, Sharif Cooper. These are all guys that I had slotted in the first round and they were still on the board. JT Thor, Ayo Dosunmu, Charles Bassey. I, I mean, just so much talent fell to this second round. This draft was incredible. Um, it's definitely something we're going to be talking about for a long time. Uh, I will be back uh, tomorrow or the next day, and we're going to do team grades uh, and any and everything you want to hear and that we can talk about from this draft. We're going to be talking about it. If you, Like I said earlier, if you didn't uh, catch the HoopBall YouTube presentation we did, it was an incredible show. We live covered the draft. Uh, me and Alan Schroke, we had Jillian Adge on there, Corbin Ford on there, uh, the Hoopball Grizz guys, uh, Brad Jarrett from the Hawks, and my man Henry, a new addition to Hoopball, helped us with the graphics a lot. So check out that Hoopball uh, YouTube show that we did. Incredible, incredible show. I'm up right now. It's, it's after 1 in the morning. <laughs> but I wanted to do a pod for you guys to recap the draft because everything I did tonight was on YouTube. But... The, the, this is what the draft is all about. You want to hear the podcast content. I had to give you something. Hope you enjoyed the draft. If you have any questions, uh, opinions, I'd love to hear them. Hit me up on Twitter at William S. Bill. Thank you once again for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. And I hope you all enjoyed this crazy, crazy draft. I surely did. Uh, thank you all. Have a good night. I'm out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.